Now, the King of Kinvara is a man called Matty Whelan. He's currently residing, so he is in Blake Manor. And on Monday, I popped out to Blake Manor with uh, Aideen Scanlon, indeed the owner of Blake Manor, and we sat for a while and spoke to Matty Whelan, the King of Kinvara. I was a fanatic myself on sports, and the most thing I, I was lovely, swimming in the sports, swimming across the quay. That's one of the most things I, when I took up the hotel and then. I was a, a young man. But we'd done well in the start when, when, when I took up Hodland. And it was in 1960, I think. We'd won a Galway, won a Galway County Championship. And in the, the year after, we bet all more in the, in the Galway County final. There was a, my memory thinking of that now. <coughs> but I, I thought to forget then after that. But tell me about the olden days in um, Kinvara, when life was very simple. At home, my father was a great worker. He had me out cutting seaweed, and we were sending the seaweed down to Kilrush, and we were getting good money for it. And I built a new house out of it. When I turned the key in the door of my new house to go in it, I didn't do a thing to know what. They say we paid for it all. Tears went to great. It kept me pocket dry all the time. Oh, dear, what man. And did you have fun in Kinvara? Fun. When I was young, well, it was like see you now. It was mostly the, the townies that they that, that, that were clannish well. <laughs> and would you ever go into Galway City into the hangar or anything? I spent the best days and nights of my life in the hangar. I was in, I was human, I was after the girls the same as every other lad. Oh, geez, I was. Oh, geez, I remember lovely memories, lovely times I used to have in the hangar. It was lovely. How used to you get in? Would you go in on the bicycle? Oh, no, I told him, someone was in the car. I think I had an old car myself that I do. I was young once when I got a car. I made a bit of money in sandwich, you know, and I bought a car. So when you were young like that, you'd like going with the dancing in the, in the crack. That's what it is. And it's true, darling. And what the girls there, you'd have a great time, sir. And we had. We enjoyed it. I love going, go, going to the hangar. And who was we your... Wouldn't, we wouldn't go to Sea Pint, you know why. We were young and we were sent to all the big shots that said in Sea Pint, we better not go in there. <laughs> Why now? We don't have the hangar we go. At the one in, in, in Air Square, what was the name of it? It was there in Galway. We used to meet a lot of friends there. But we used to have great, great, great crack at the hangar barroom and Sartil. From a musical point of view, who was your favourite? What type of music did you like? I was a fanatic in music. I loved it. I loved all type of music. Set dancing was mostly the best, best I used to love. But you wouldn't get it in there now that time. We had every sort of a dancing. You would have, we, we'd have some great nights in it. That's why now we wouldn't go to sea point for, for the big shots we were seeing. We were young. <laughs> and down the hangar we go and you meet lads like yourself below it. <laughs> if you met me now, Matty, you'd be in trouble. Talk to me about Kinvara then and how important the sea was. You, and you made your money out of seaweed, you said. Oh, my, I'll be honest with you, I didn't make a great heap of money. I built me a house out of it. And I'll tell you how old of it. My land runs along by the sea. 
and to the sea with his outside glowing in the rocks and with wish wind and not wish wind to blow the sea with him. Sea wrecks, I call it. And when the tide go back, I go round with a fork and scatter it out. But my the man here spring the seaweed down to, to kill the rush for me <coughs> in the truck. This would be the right seaweed now I was doing that time. And it was uh, making good money for me. Sure as much that I built out. <laughs> and uh, it kept the pocket happy. From a Kinvara point of view, when it started to grow and the new houses came, was, was that a big change for Kinvara? Big change. Oh, Jesus, when I had the new, I didn't build a new house, I'd say it was behind the times. Everyone was building new houses at that time. But uh, I was living in a house and it was down a hollow. I'll tell you about it when you laugh when you hear this one. I, I, I was uh, behind the bedroom anyway, and the bed was that high, it was the high bed at that time. And uh, it was down a hollow near the, near the time, my, my house, the old one. And Jesus didn't I hear noise under my bed in the night, middle of the night. And Jesus, when I did, I said, there's something under the bed, I said. I put my hand out, and the water was up to that. <laughs> it was up to that. Oh, Jesus, it had, it had everything to slide in the room. Got going again, I said. I'd put enough of money together now, and I'd build a new house up on the house, I said. Wasn't that a learning? So you you went away from the hollow altogether and you went up on the hill? And then what the time it did flood outside now is a southeast wind to be right behind the sea and it pushed the sea over, over that side. The next time the sea is fully over that side to start coming back and in my place to come. And did you enjoy school? Oh, I, I, I know there were the kids who used be playing hurler in the, playga- the playground. And uh, the playground and came back and then it was near Mrs. Gleason. And there was a double stone wall between the old playground behind the school and the double stone wall and a fine arch of the weapons inside the double stone wall. We spent half our time whipping them. <laughs> Jumping in over the wall and whipping weapons and hitting them. <laughs> and come here, what did you do after school, when you finished in school? What did you do? I just, just started gradually do what my father done. Oh, I was plowing, I went plowing with two here, two horses, and I went plowing. What's the matter with light? I tell you, I was, I had a land, a, a field, it was two acres of Jordan three along by the main road, and here was... At the end of the field, there was a hollow. I had the two horses going through, and I was just going along by the road. The next didn't the plow hit a stone, and the handle of the plow hit me in there, and it knocked me kicking. <laughs> oh, it did. But uh, I got on a right after that. I was slowly learning, sir. And did the horses run, or did they stay? No, they stood. Yeah, they stood. The horses were quiet. Oh, they were. Lovely memories, though. I have grand memories of them. Oh, dear, I had my father there, me standing at the door of the old house, holding one of them while he'd be doing something. So he was only trying for me to get used to them. He's a man, he was a clever man, he was a great man. He was. <laughs> I always think of some great things he was doing. He was able to touch his own house and everything and cut the scallops, you know, how you would paint them. Yeah, he was able to do that. 
He was great and a great teacher then. He was a gifted man. And my mother came from Douglas to O'Mooney's aunt from Tracht. Just near, don't you know what Tracht is? She came from there, my mother. She was a lovely woman. I had a great time then. And do you still follow the GAA? Oh, I, I, I go any place after them. When the, the local lads over the road, the Mordons would be going and they'd be praying, they'd bring me with them. So I, I love looking at them. When you were doing it yourself, you'd like to see the young lads doing it. I'm a great sir. And life is good now. Is life good to you? It is. I love seeing them. The German clock winder to Dublin once came. Engelbert Snog was the old German's name. And as he was making his way down the strand, the music he played on his banjo was grand. Singing, to the lumber, to the lumber, lumber, to the lie. King of uh, Kinvernon, Matty, and thanks to Aideen Scanlon and uh, Carol and all the team in Black um, uh, Blake Manor and uh, Nursing Home as well, and thanks to them for allowing us in, and to Matty's family as well. Uh, Dave O'Connell joins me with the uh, City Tribune headlines. Dave, can you be Tori Laura Laura Laura? Well, I just can't believe that in January we've already heard the Christmas number one uh, exclusively on the <laughs> programme this morning. Listen, uh, um, I was I have the City Tribune here beside me. You have a full paper today. Uh, but your lead story, again, is counting the cost of the storm damage in the city. Yeah, and uh, the tennis club in particular, because replacing the dome and repairing the courts up there will cost the club in the region of half a million euro, and it won't be done until, well, very late on this year. Thankfully, as far as the city goes, outside of that, there were uh, no serious injuries or accidents reported, just the fallen trees and the power lines and the emergency crews pulling out all the stops. Even the flooding wasn't uh, a huge issue this time. And and really, that's because the preparations went in in terms of the roads and the car park closures, and the damage was minimised as a result apart from the tennis club obviously now and Thaivirak uh, is seeking a major increase in state funding good luck with that but they do need it well, and they make a very good point on this. They're looking actually for six times their current funding, uh, which, uh, as I'll explain, isn't as much as, as it might seem. This would transform them into a professional theatre company with a full-time artistic director, five productions a year, and they would also set up an acting school and a youth ensemble. Now, that would be a cost of about €2 million Euro annually. At the minute, the Thaivyark, the National Irish Language Theatre, gets 320000 and has no full-time staff. And they make the point that the Abbey Theatre gets 7500000 the Gay 
Eight gets almost one and a half. The Wexford Opera Festival gets 1.6 and Druid gets over a million uh, and that in Druid's case helps fund 13 staff members. So they're just looking for their share and they are the National Theatre. They're not just Galway based, they are the National Irish Language Theatre Company. So as you say, good luck to them for all the right reasons. That's on page three. Yeah. Absolutely. Now again, as in the Connacht Tribune yesterday, you're focusing on the hospital waiting list triggers extensively. Yeah, and uh, the headline is worth repeating. At the end of December, there were 47,666 adults and children waiting for their first appointment to see consultants at the two hospitals, uh, the highest in the country. Uh, but what Enda Cunningham has done in this is he's delved into the statistics and you can see the waiting lists uh, in, in the City Tribune across pages four and five, the waiting list for all specialities. So if your problem is cardio or gastro or general surgery, you'll see how many are on the list with you. Now, there could be good news in the offing for the uh, long-awaited community centre for Newcastle. Your full details in today's City Tribune. Yeah, and this is from Eddie Hoare, uh, a man who knows uh, the Newcastle story for longer than he's a councillor. Uh, he believes the government uh, will provide funding for the community centre this spring, uh, more than 20 years after the facility was first proposed, and he explains that in full. So, fingers crossed, and that's in the paper as well today. Wednesday, as you mentioned, Eddie Hoare, we have to congratulate himself and his wife, Pam. They had a baby yesterday, so they had her the day before yesterday. A little daughter, so we congratulate them on that. What else have you got for us, Steve? Well, and we echo that. That's fantastic news. Uh, loads in there. There's, uh, well, uh, not, not having babies, but if you're thinking of getting married, there's a five-page special on weddings this week. Uh, plans for 84 social housing units off the Ballymoneen Road in Notnacarra. And what's sure to be an emotional launch of the latest Old Galway Journal this weekend, given that this evolved in the first instance from uh, the brainchild of our old and, and much-missed friend, Pather O'Dowd. It's now up to uh, volume 52, so good luck to them with that and I'm sure Pather will be as always very fondly remembered Alright listen Dave thanks for joining us have a good weekend and don't behave yourself and uh, we'll talk to you <laughs> next Thursday with the Connacht Tribune uh, Dave O'Connell joining us on the line we're coming to you live from the Pure Head here uh, in Con- in uh, Kinvara so we are for Community Matters Kinvara and we have some lovely guests coming the way Maeve Kelly and Gerhardt uh, joins us next stay tuned for that and more to come between now and 12 midday the Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's uh, programme. I am joined in studio by Maeve Kelly and Gerhard Tierpellen, and um, they join me from Fall to Kinvara, but they also have uh, stories to tell. Uh, Maeve, I'm going to start with you first off, and Ger- Gerhard, thank you for joining us. Uh, you're a dub. How did you come to, Gal- to uh, Galway and Kinvara? I will just look around you when you see the surroundings here. It's very right. hard to, you know, drive past the place and not stop for a bit. And how, uh, how long are you here? I'm in Kinvara. I'm about 12 years here. Uh, but in Galway, uh, probably 25, 30 years. And you're loving it. I absolutely love it. You can see, yeah. you can see it. Yeah. And Gerhard, um, how long are you here? I am here 20 years now. And what brought me to this area is work. I started working in Galway in 2003 yeah. and worked there for almost 12 years in a software company as a software engineer. But you're a harrier now. I'm a farrier. Farrier, harrier. I'm a farrier now, yes. So you, and how did you go from software to a farrier? Uh, it was, the issue was I could never find a farrier for my own horse. Okay. So I went to America, to Nebraska, to learn the trade of a farrier. Isn't that amazing? And then started working as a farrier. Now I am an old age pensioner. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, because, and what horses do you have then? Are they Connemara ponies? Or? No, I had uh, one uh, Irish draft. Yeah. I still have him. He is 23 now. Okay. And going into retirement as well, like I am. Okay. But I'm still working as a farrier, and it's great fun and keeps me fit. Wow. So, between the two of you, then, you've settled really into the life of um, Kinvara. And talk to me about Kinvara Alive, then. Uh, Kinvara Alive is a mental health support group for the community. We founded the group at the end of 2016, so we are coming to eight years at the end of this year. And um, we uh, organize safe talk trainings. Safe talk means suicide alertness for everyone. We run these trainings twice a year here in Kinvara. We have so far trained about 300 people in Kinvara, in the village, in safe talk, in suicide alertness. And one of my colleagues, Sean Glynn, and I am, we are safe talk trainers ourselves so that we can organize these trainings easily. They are and is funded it by the HSE. Is it because it's a coastal village that you're concerned about people's mental health and suicide? Um, the main reason was that uh, about eight years ago we had over 10 suicides within 24 months here in this area. Okay. So we came together and said we have to do something about it. And that's how Kinvara Alive started. And yeah, now we are part of the village. People are looking for us. People sometimes come to our doorsteps, ask for help. And uh, every week in the summer when the farmer's market is on, we have a stall in the farmer's market and support people and people come to us in the stall, talk to us. And do people talk? Do, do they come like that? Will they open up if they know that? They open up. If you don't mind, I tell a small little story. Please do. Yeah. Um, two years ago, the last market in autumn, a lady came to the stall who I know for many years and I noticed something wasn't right with her. So in, at the stall in the market, I asked her, are you thinking of killing yourself? Did you? And she said, yes. Wow. But her next sentence was, Gerhard, thank you for asking me. Now I feel strong enough to tell my family and my friends about it. And what thought process, Gerhard, because I know you and, and your wife from a, an art point of view, what thought process was in your head to ask that question? Um... A little bit my experience, I worked with the Samaritans for many years. Of course, yeah. So I, I knew what questions to ask. I knew the signs to see because, as I mentioned, I am a safe talk trainer myself. So I asked her the questions and I know I had to ask her because I know something was in her that had to come out. And if she had done something and you hadn't asked, you'd feel terrible. Yes. Good on you. And you know what the end of the story was? Next year, the f one of the first markets in the new year, she came to the stall and said to me, Gerhard, with asking me that question, you saved my life. Wow. And these stories keep us in Kinvara alive, inspired to do the work every week and again and again and again. Wow. And you, were, you retired from the Samaritans how many years ago? I, I retired two years ago because it was getting too much. Too much. I'm so much involved in Kinvara Alive. Uh, too sometimes. much your mental health, I'd say, as well. So it's, you have to mind your own mental health as well yeah. because if you're not well yourself, you can't help anybody else. And maybe, I mean, you're, you're, you're involved here. You're involved in Quenyu and you're involved in Kinvara, the Palestine um, support group as well. And you have a, an Irish whiskey stone company as well. But like we see, the, the, the community spirit in Kinvara is just so strong. It is. It's it's really strong. It's it's one of those villages that, 
if you if you have a notion about something you can rally support so quickly you know there's a, there's a fantastic uh, community feeling you know like um, as, as Gerhard said it's just people come together here you know they'll mm. see a crisis they will come together and do something about it but I said I know you Gerhard from the um, the former courthouse here and uh, Cava but I never knew of the great work that you do to like this to I knew you were a farrier but to, to help people to, to, to bring people to realisation that there's help out there um, what do you mean? What inspires me, or yeah, what inspires you? Because um, for as long as I've known you, which is what eight, ten years, uh, I didn't realize that there was this this side to you that you just help people all the time. Um, I don't know what really what it is, but uh, you know, together with my partner, we have six children and six grandchildren, and we have a we have a disabled son with a severe brain injury, so we know what people need. We feel what people need when we have so many kids and grandchildren. You know what's out there, what what bothers them, and what is there. And yeah. um, you have a lot of experience as well, and you want to give it to other people. And uh, as I said, now I am a pensioner, mm. so I have a bit more—not really as a pensioner, but I have a bit more time to give. And I like to give. I like to help. Mm. And I see what's out there—the uh, loneliness. People are alone. People don't talk anymore. We are going more and more into social media. Uh, if yeah. you want help somebody, they say, oh, there is a QR code. You can scan that and then you get help. That doesn't work. No. If you don't talk to somebody, if you don't give people your ear, if you don't listen to people, then people cannot get help. So where, if somebody is listening to, to us today, then can they go to the market this week? And, or whenever the, when is the market on? The market is all starting again, I think, uh, the, the middle of the start, March. Yeah, the start of March, 14th of March will be. The, so start it's, up it's again. A, yeah, we, we but any member of Kinver Alive, alive that, that's out there and if people wants to talk, they, they can talk to you. Of course, yeah. Between now and then, you don't yeah. have to wait. No. Talk, talk to me, um, Nave, about Falcha Kinvara. Well, Falcha Kinvara is quite an ad hoc group of people who um, came together basically to welcome people to Kinvara but uh, it was uh, after the hotel you mentioned the hotel earlier mm. in the programme that you know closing became um, a, a refuge for yeah. asylum seekers and we just felt that it was important to reach out because at the time there was a bit of a, a, a dirty underswell of objections to places hosting asylum seekers yeah so we came together and it was very ad hoc. It was basically came together as a WhatsApp group, really, of how, what can we do, what do they need? And we you know, went and met the people who came to the hotel, assessed their needs, what did they need? A lot of them came with just a clothes so, on their so back. You, you diffused any negativity? We did, and we had to be quite active about that, you know, because there was threats of visitations from some unsavoury elements of the Irish community that we had to face off and say it's not this is not happening in our town we are welcoming people mm. in our town and, and out of that it's grown you know in that you know we have a we have a separate whatsapp group a carpool group so if people because public transport is absolutely woeful in this town so if somebody in the hotel needs a lift somewhere they can literally just go onto the whatsapp and is there anybody driving to Lockray or driving to court and people come together that way but it's very ad hoc and after people have got settled a bit they their, their needs get less and less and less you know? and have they integrated well into the community? they have in fairness you know yeah. uh they they they, they really have um, that's that's the way it should be dealt with yeah 100 yeah with. and it's it's about dissipating fears as well so a lot of things that we did 
initially was to sort of we did like breakfast mornings we did a, a, a community picnic we did different things so everybody could meet each other mm-hmm. you know and that dissipates fear once you meet the person and you see oh, them face to face and you say okay there's another human being it really really helps mm-hmm. it's, it's a lovely story though um, it's a story with the difference but it's a lovely story yeah it really, really yeah. is. Yeah. So, Gerhard, coming back to you then from a from a Kinvara point of view and Kinvara Live, where can they get further details? Further details about what? About the services that you provide. Um, the services we provide is that actually the main thing is we are there for people that yeah. they can talk and if they need more help than we can give, we know where to send them, whom to call, who to ask okay. and who to question. Super. So, Gerhard, thank you for joining us uh, today. Maeve, uh, tell me a little bit about your company, by the way, the Irish Whiskey Stone Company. Like, Irish Whiskey is great. Putting stone into it, does that mean the Irish Whiskey Stoned Company? <laughs> Very good. I've actually not been asked that before. No, um, it's a, I'm, I'm a one-woman show. I, uh, the Whiskey Stones are little cubes of marble that you put into That's the right. freezer and then use them when you drink and it chills it. So it's the people don't be looking don't. at him. He knows well he, he's about not, you. He's not in his head there. I can see that. Um, so, yeah. I, I kind of expanded into doing also slate coasters and things like that and I got my own machinery and I started a steep learning curve of learning how to laser engrave stone and things like that and mm. you'll find me online irishwhiskeystonecompany.ie and I'm, I'm when Kinvara Market is open I'm there every Friday Good. usually just beside Gerhardt. Good on you well lovely to have you he's so many whiskey stones you could build a small fireplace he's oh yeah two, <laughs> two freezer loads of them so he has that's just for Friday night don't know what he does Saturday night but anyway there you go and uh, thanks for joining us uh, today and you're very good to come into us and Gerhard good, good to see you again and thank you for all that you do and Maeve thank you indeed for what you do and well done on Faulty Kinvara I, I love to hear a positive story like that where you come in you diffuse the situation and you just get on with life from there Can I just do one more little plug which is for another group that's can't really become that you, was a Kinvara Palestine support yeah. group and we've become really active and next Thursday at the key here in Kinvara there'll be uh, at 5.30 a lament for Gaza and yeah. it'll be a reading of a poem and things like that and just all right, keep it up. Thanks for joining us. Quick commercial break. We're back and we have music next. So we have, and we also go back and we speak to Mary Green and uh, we look at John Prine's connection to the area as well. Stay tuned for that and more to come. The Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Now, welcome back into uh, beautiful Kinvara, I have to say. Thanks to Mike Burke and all the crew here in the Pierhead for uh, allowing us to have the upstairs facility and uh, for being here uh, this morning. It's absolutely tremendous. Well done. Now, we're looking at, and well, I'm joined by Paul Mulligan and by Mary Green. Mary, good morning to you. How are you first off uh, today? I'm very well, Keith, and uh, you're very welcome to Kinvara. It's great to see you, and it's great to see your daughter uh, with you as well. And you have a great relationship and a great bit of fun, I'd say, the two of you. Oh, we do. We enjoy each other's company, all right. She keeps me on my toes, I tell you. <laughs> I'd say she, say she does that. Uh, she's shouting at the back, so she is there. With, that's okay. We, we, we brought a bodyguard in to keep her quiet up there, so we have. Um, but you have Green's Pub. And Paul, you're a, you're a musician, and uh, uh, we're looking at John Prine, because John, when did John Prine come to your um, pub, Mary? Well, John used to come on holidays first to New Quay, but it was actually through Paul that uh, he came first to the pub himself and Paul were great friends and Paul brought him in um, initially for a drink and just to chat and that but after that then um, he used to come with Paul and lots of his friends to play music and uh, Paul how did you befriend John Prine? Um, 
it was actually through um, Jim Rooney, who's who's a mutual friend. Um, yeah, who who produced some of John's records, and he used to spend the winters in Ballandering, and he used to come to. I used to play in a session up in Tully's on a Monday night with Jackie Daly, and he used to come in there, and um, he knew that I was a fan of John's music, and he was producing a record for John of duets and mm. the recording Dolores Kane in Galway. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> while that recording session was going on, when it was, they were kind of rapping that, um, Bridie Hogan, who had Hogan's... Bar. bar yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the legendary. Yeah, in Galway. Um, in Prospect Hill, Bormore, yeah. Bormore, yeah. yeah. Um, she organised a party in her place, they didn't have the license there at the time. They were running it as a B and B, but uh, mm. they organi- she organised a party there, and uh, Jim invited me in uh, and met John there. <coughs> and the rest is and history. Yeah, uh, he, he had been looking to buy a place down around Newquay because they used to go, go there on you know holidays with mm. Maura Connell used to come over as well, and they used to spend a couple of weeks there every summer. So he he wanted to buy a place somewhere around there you know and I said to him why don't you check out Kinvara I think you might like it and I brought him into Mary's for, for a pint and from then on he was hooked <laughs> I think he fell in love with the, with Mary's pub and Mary as well and, and Hilary of course and Colette there's a lot of love stories in Kinvara so there's about this yes. and then did you play with them then just uh, we used Mary's? to go in there and you know every summer um, they would be over with the kids, you know, the, and uh-huh. their kids are about the same age as my two youngest, and they became really thick friends, you know. Uh-huh. What was it like when tourists would come in and see you playing with John Prine in Mary's Pub? Um, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, we, we, we used to see a few people to do a double take when they came in, all right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of times people wouldn't know who he was, even. And he liked that about Canvara too, yeah, because he was uh, kind of anonymous for us. And you're going to do a bit of music for us this morning. What are you going to do for us? Um, I'll sing one of John's songs. Um, Tell me the story behind this song. Uh, it's a song called Souvenirs. Um, it's on his first record. Um, and it's a song about loss, really. Loss, yeah. yeah. Um, so in your, own, it, in your own time? Yeah, I wanted to do it for Debbie Brown. Um, yeah, I sure spoke piece, about yeah. Debbie earlier. Yeah. She was a good friend and she was one of the reasons I ended up in Kinvara because we used to hang out in Dublin and we used to come down here for weekends and rent a house for a weekend. And it was on one of those trips that she met her husband, Declan, and ended up moving here. And then wow. I followed a couple of years later. So. Wow, wow. So we dedicate this to Declan and the family yeah. and to the late Debbie as well. Mm-hmm. Christmas days have come and gone Broken toys and faded colours 
are all that's left to linger on. I hate graveyards and old pawn shops, for they always bring me tears. Can't forgive the way they rob me of my childhood souvenirs. Memories that can't be bought, can't be won at carnivals for free. It took me years to get those souvenirs. And I don't know how they slipped away from me. Dirty windows make life difficult to see. That's why last night and this morning always look the same to me. I hate reading old love letters, for they always bring me. Forgive the way they robbed me of my sweetheart's souvenirs, memories that can't be bought, can't be won carnivals for free. Took me years to get those souvenirs, and I don't know how. He slipped away from me. Wow! Well done to you. Congratulations and well done. It's a. Uh Lovely bit of music. Nice. You have a lovely voice. Oh, are, you, are you still gigging around? The guitar's a little bit out of tune, but we'll forgive us. <laughs> I, I would forgive. <laughs> it's early in the day. <laughs> I'd forgive myself, so I would today. Um, and, and do you play around at the weekend now? <clears throat> Say again, sorry. Are you playing at the weekend? Are you uh, this weekend, uh, no, no plans to play, but you never know. Take we, might, we might go in. And was, was that a blast in the past? Was it, was it lovely to hear that again? Oh, it's lovely to hear. And Paul makes such a great job of singing any of John's songs. Yeah. And he had so many of them. And all, all the songs were about normal, everyday life, kind of really, mm. you know, that they, they kind of, you know, people associate with or normal, everyday events. Mm. And come here to me, are you, are you busy? Oh yeah, Canberra's busy, definitely. Yeah. And it's good, there's a great, as Maeve said, now there's a great community in Canberra and everyone kind of works together and there's such, there's a great variety of pubs and restaurants and cafes. So it's a great spot to live in or to visit. And is it year-round now or is it still seasonal at times? Ah, uh, well, it 
people come and stay all year long, even mm. around Christmas and New Year. There was um, tourists around and staying in the B&Bs and Airbnbs, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really is what it is. And uh, obviously it's, you'd see like people coming in and tourists coming yeah. in and that. I must give you a great kick to see when they come to your village, your home, where, we, where they're visiting and you're living. Oh, exactly, yeah. And uh, they appreciate the area so much, you know, and they enjoy it. And a lot of the tourists, they come, come back again, you know, for second or third visits, really. Mm. So that's a great thing as well, that they enjoy it so much that they return time after time. I have to say, driving in here this morning about quarter of the state, I mean, there was nothing like it. And the sun, the moon was going, the sun was up, so yeah. it was, was coming in on the bay there. It was just... It's just, it really is magical. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic. Now, this morning is one yeah, of the best mornings, beautiful really. Beautiful morning, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, coming back to yourself, Paul, uh, Declan O'Rourke, and um, I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, well, I work with Declan. Yeah. I, I do his sound, so I, uh, I end up running around a good bit with him, all right. And do you do you perform with him or just the sound? Um, funny enough, I actually started off opening shows for him, and um, he was stuck for somebody to do sound for one or two shows, and I... And I got roped in and then I ended up <laughs> it ended up becoming a, a regular thing so and d so do you have to rig and de-rig then uh, usually not usually we're playing in venues where they have you know theatres and stuff where they're so they have a sound system yeah they would I would so you won't be lugging them out then like no I, I would bring maybe a mixing desk and stuff and, and that'd be know, it. a few mics and things and what brought you from Dublin then to here was this I mean I know you um, spoke about Debbie earlier on God bless her in yeah, the that, well that was it I mean you know, we were looking to move out of, myself and my wife at the time were looking to move out of Dublin just to have somewhere where the kids would have more freedom to be brought up in a, mm. you know, a rural environment or whatever. And we had been coming here to play music and we kind of fell in love with the place. So, so here you are. Yeah. Here you are. It's lovely to have you. Thanks indeed uh, for joining us uh, today on the programme. And uh, Mary, thank you for joining us as well. Mary Murray Green. And uh, thank you for joining us uh, today with uh, Hilary as well. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely story. Um, the, in relation to Matty's piece, did you hear the song that he sang earlier for us? God, the, yeah. the, really and truly. Uh, but a texter said, we used to sing that song, German Clockwinder, as kids uh, when travelling on car journeys. Oh, what a lovely memory. It brought back to me this morning what a lovely interview he was just great fun I have to say when I popped in to see him on Monday uh, last and a special thank you to Aideen and Carla and all the team out there as well they were just uh, super but uh, it's great indeed it's great and I know the sadness of Debbie's passing today for her family is, is tough today so today we remember them and fondly and remember them with um, positive thoughts and prayers for them now though we're going to take a short commercial break from the wonderful Pierhead Hotel here uh, Pierhead's Bar and Restaurant here. There's no hotels left. No, no. And um, coming up in the next hour, by the way, John is going to be talking sport uh, with Karen Weeks, with Conor Whelan and Keane McCormack. And he'll also be talking, uh, we'll also be talking about kickboxing as well with Keane. And uh, then we're going to have music, Frank Hall, yes, and all that comes with it. And uh, we'll be doing a roundup of the day as well, joined by Aideen Ferguson and Rose O'Connor. So we have that yet to come on the programme. Now, though, let's head back to the Galway Bethlehem News Desk uh, for the news and death notices at 11. Stay tuned.